Thanks for joining us for this special mini-series of Off the Rock, On the Record. The next three episodes were written, hosted, and produced by our summer interns, Anna and Dee. During their time at Obsidian, our two interns learned a ton of tips and knowledge that are applicable and relevant to interns in any field, and they wrote these next three podcasts to help you survive your internship process. We hope you'll enjoy and subscribe to Off the Rock, On the Record, a podcast by Obsidian Public Relations. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the second episode of City and Public Relations Advice for Interns podcast series. If this is your first time listening, I would like to introduce myself and my co-host. I'm Demaris Gillespie, Level 2 intern here at OPR. I'm currently a communications graduate student at the University of Louisiana at Monroe. And this is my co-host, Anna. Anna, would you like to give a little background to the people about yourself? Sure. Hey, everyone. I'm Anna. I'm a Level 1 intern here at Obsidian, and I currently attend Mississippi State University. I'm going into my senior year, and I am a communication major with a public relations emphasis. Nice, nice. Well, thank you, Anna, for that. Uh, Now, today we will be speaking about the difference between learning in the classroom and learning on the job. Best believe there is a slight difference. Can Anna, can you really apply the things that you learn in the classroom to your job? What what have you learned so far and what has kind of gone into this internship experience? Oh, I absolutely believe you can apply what you've learned in the classroom to the work that you do in a real-world job environment, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, there is, There are going to be some differences, though, because what you're going to take from your classwork is the foundation of what you've learned and apply it to the assignments that you're doing in, say, at an internship, for instance. So... At Mississippi State, I have developed good writing skills just through the um, newsletters that I've had to write or news releases or blog posts, and I've also gained skills in Adobe software such as Photoshop and Illustrator and InDesign, but I would say now that I've been an intern at Obsidian for almost a couple months now, it's definitely been a weird transition because some of the assignments that I've done here at Obsidian, even though it's been, say, a news release, it's the format is entirely different from what I've learned in school, but I will say I have taken the writing skills that I've gained from writing the, say, news releases in the classroom to the real-world news releases, mm-hmm. even though they'll be slightly different. Yeah, and you uh, mentioned foundation. Do you believe, like, what is the main thing that you brought? You mentioned, like, your writing skills and how you've learned some of these softwares, but what do you, if you had to pick out one key thing, what do you feel like was the most important thing that you've learned so far in college that has translated to your internship? I would say definitely writing, for sure. I mean, that's going to be obvious because in the public relations world, it's writing based. The amount of writing I've done in this internship is incredible and I've definitely had to, I've definitely taken skills from the classroom but I've also gained new skills but also just talking with people in general Mm -hmm, and being very transparent and asking the right questions and not being afraid to ask the little questions because no question is too small and the only way that you are going to be able to complete an assigned task the right way is by asking a question when there's even a hint of uncertainty. 
Oh, yeah. And so um, since you say writing has been the main thing, and since you've been doing this internship, you've been writing really constantly all summer, do you feel like that may give you an upper hand going into this next semester? Oh, absolutely. One of the dreaded classes at Mississippi State is um, PR orgs. So it's PR oh, organizations, okay. and it's the last PR class you have to take for your PR emphasis. Oh, it's like and, the gauntlet. <laughs> yeah. And so... People, I mean, you work all semester long to create an over 100-page book that you present to an actual client, and over 100 pages, that's a significant amount of writing. So if you, I think the skills, that the writing skills more specifically that I've gained here at Obsidian are going to help me tremendously when I go back to state. Oh, yeah, and I can definitely attest to that. I mean... Just the experiences, you have those experiences from the classroom, but an internship gives you some just different exposure to things. I remember the first day you came in, and the first day wasn't as rough, but then like the second day, we get on right and we have these 10 assignments at one time. But I think one thing that kind of transferred was being in grad school, you, you get a lot thrown at you, but you have to have the mindset that you take one thing at a time. You can't look at it all in the grand scheme of things, and that's really... You kind of got to transfer that work ethic. And what I want to understand is how, I want to hear your side, how important do you feel work ethic is? Work ethic is a huge part of school and internship. Basically, the rest of your life, the actions you're going to take, the um, organizations, companies, etc., you're going to be a part of. Your work ethic defines how you are going to present yourself in these situations. And my dad always told me that you could be incredibly smart and not have a good work ethic and do worse than somebody who doesn't have the same intelligence level but has a better work ethic. So I believe that if you are determined, you can get far with a strong work ethic. And if you don't have a strong work ethic, then I really think that you might struggle. So it's important to hone those skills and know that you can get assignments finished, whether it's in a classroom or in a job if you prioritize and work hard. Oh, yeah. Pri- you definitely have to prioritize because, I mean, I feel the same way that work ethic is very pivotal in either the college aspect or in, in, in your internship because, I mean, things like that, it transfers. But one thing I did kind of pick up is in the college setting, you work hard, you work for your grades, you put your efforts in, but... Kids a lot. Sometimes you get a little lack of day school. You can kind of turn that switch off and kind of take a break. You may be in the classroom in the physical, but in the mental, you might be completely somewhere else. But really on the job, you have to be tuned in the whole time. It's like 100% because everything you do, like you mentioned, like how, how important is being presentable to you, to the people, your, your work peers? How much more do you feel like that's important rather than a student in the classroom? Well, I think the way you present yourself, not only in the classroom, but especially in a work setting, gives your coworkers an idea of who you are as a person and who you are as a worker, as a fellow employee. And in the classroom, your teacher is accustomed to droning on and on about yes. a topic and looking at extremely tired, bored faces because <laughs> I taught a class for um, new members for the Greek Life office. And I can't tell you how frustrating it was to look at these students and see them on their phones, not paying attention to me, not answering questions when I ask them questions. 
It's from a whole different seat, a whole different seat. A whole different seat. And so I do think that just being in the classroom is going to be different and being at college is going to be different because you have these pockets of time where you don't really have anything to do and your every college student kind of gives off the same persona in the classroom. If you're interested, you're going to appear interested. If you're bored, you're going to appear bored. But you can't necessarily act this way in a work setting because it could define who you are as an employee. Yes, and that's the last thing. You, you don't want a bad reputation. A bad reputation can precede you so much farther than anything else in some aspects. And you just have to always fully apply yourself because, like we both have realized now, your quality of work, it affects everyone you're around. Everyone in the office is affected by, the, by your quality of work. Like, how have you taken this kind of battle on and new test on of what you do really is goes beyond just you? Well, I've learned through Mississippi State because I've had to do a significant amount of group projects that people are going to be affected by your work. So it wasn't a difficult transition into this internship environment, even though it is real world and not hypothetical like your schoolwork is. But I came into this internship already knowing that if you have a partner in an assignment, say in school, for instance, if one person is doing all the work and the other person isn't, then there's this lack of communication. There's You're not going to get as good of a grade on the project. No there's going to be frustrations. And ultimately, it's not going... You're, just, you're not going to end up with the same goal that you intended mm-hmm. if you're not coordinating. And so this is especially true in a work environment. And I've learned to ask questions. If I read an assignment that somebody has given me and there are several editing processes that have to go on after that that other people take part in, I make sure to talk with them if there's any uncertainty and make sure I'm doing the assignment right the first time so that way their job is easier once I pass along the assignment to them. Yeah, because I mean, it's really just like a a chain that just continues to work on. You have to be more like a weld oil machine Mm -hmm. while you're you're within the the work field. I mean, because both in the classroom and in the work, everything is pretty much outcome-based. But in the in the classroom, I know you're more geared to learning. You will you learn while you're on the job, also. But you're representing a brand. You're representing a company, a business that that's really counting on you to flourish it and to get it to different heights. And so you really have to make sure and key in that you're doing for your you're doing things for yourself that is going to benefit the company in the end. And just you get that work coming in, and it's so. Like I mentioned earlier, you get this, uh, these assignments that appear and you have to try to find your way to prioritize it and you hit on that a little bit. Like, How have you found a way to really manage the workload and is it different or is it more the same? So college is extremely easy for me because my high school experience was super dis- difficult. I went to a college prep school for high school and I stayed up all night. I would work until three in the morning on paintings or any homework that I had to do and then I would get up at or I'd get to school either at 7 or 8 a.m. depending on if I had an early morning art class or not and then I would have play practice until 6 p.m. and then I do it all over again and then I get to college and I have these pockets of time and the schoolwork is extremely easy because I was so challenged in high school and then 
I get thrown into an internship where I have loads of work and work that's a little different than what I've learned in the classroom. And not saying it's a bad thing to have a lot of work to do because I've been challenged and I think to grow as a person and to prioritize, you need to be challenged. I believe I came into this internship with a good sense of prioritization just because I think I've had that skill since high school, but that doesn't mean I haven't grown upon that skill. And at one point in this internship, I had too much to do within a week. And I went to Lauren and I talked to her and I said, hey, I've got too much to do. Can we reschedule a couple things? Because I want to be able to give all of my effort into all these assignments instead of putting my effort into some of them and then lacking on others because I didn't have enough time. So it's about communicating if you feel like you cannot prioritize everything. Yeah, that's definitely great because you don't want to throw anything off to the side and neglect it. That's one of the worst things you can possibly do. And I, I had kind of like a, a development sort of like yours. I mean, I didn't go to a college prep high school or nothing like that. But in college, being a student athlete, it was a lot of, ju- a lot of juggling I had to do. Um, you have early morning workouts, then you have to go to all your classes, then you may have another set of weights, then you have practice at night, you have film study. So had to balance all those and try to find a way to use those little pockets of time that I had to really go in and make sure that my grades were going to be up to par because I never wanted my grades to fall below any performance I was doing on the field or or either or because it was just finding that balance and really just taking advantage of your allotted time that you have is the major key and that's the same key those same keys and major things transferred into this internship and just working with other people and being around your coworkers and like you said you went to Lauren and told her I have a lot on my plate. I may have to bag off on a couple of things, and this really worked for you. And I think you probably, well, you and me, we probably can see how this was reflected in doing group projects in school, mm-hmm. can we not? Oh, absolutely. Group projects are awful, but <laughs> they teach you a lot about the real world, and honestly, they do prepare you, and the real world is not as, I guess bad as a group project Mm -hmm. I don't know group projects seem a little forced and when it's your job I mean you just gotta roll with the punches yeah you do because then you have to maintain when you but you want to do more than maintain you want to make sure you're able to have great camaraderie within the group and be able to really flourish and make these projects come to life and take it from the paper and just really roll with it because I think a lot in college you did a lot of things on paper or you may have came up with some mock projects or things with really here it's you're doing it and that's and that's a big difference on like that kind of points out one of my last topics i want to talk about how it is just you sit in the classroom you have your lectures and how you talked about you might you may tune out here and there but in in the work field it's more hands-on you're really involved with it so which one do you see better or which one fits you or what are the advantages of each I am 100% a hands-on learner. I think that's gone into kind of my more creative mindset. You know, I I did art and theater, and those are very hands-on. You don't go through a lecture to learn how to do those things. You have to throw yourself into them. And I think there is a benefit to lectures. I think it's all about how you learn as a person. Once again, I'm hands-on. I feel like I learn best by having a hands-on approach to tasks, but in school, I'm also very good about sitting in lectures and learning from them. But then at the end of the day, when I'm studying for the test, I rewrite all my notes. So once again, bringing in that Mm hands-on feature. Adapt it to yourself. Right, but I do think 
it's just about who you are as a learner. I think some people do learn better when people are audibly reporting this information to them in a lecture and might not be better hands-on. So once again, it's just about how you are as a learner. What are your thoughts on? Yeah, um, I would say I my process really thoroughly aligns with yours. I'm very much a hands-on learner. I like to see things. I like to feel things. I mean, it's positive that can be taken from each styles that can really click for you when you may be doing different things. But me, majority of the time, I really want to be hands-on because I like, I mean, when you get a chance to mess up mm-hmm. or you have the ability to make mistakes, you learn from them. I always told myself, like, okay, I may mess up one time, but I will not have to repeat the same mistake. I will learn for it, and in the end, it will turn. In, I will turn that negative into a positive. So it really would never be a negative because it would just make you better. And if I'm able to get my hands really in it and get involved and really watch and kind of just be a fly on the wall for things, mm-hmm. then that really helps me just thrown out in the field, and that helps me gain confidence because once I know what I've done in the past mm-hmm. didn't work, I know moving ahead, I know what is going to make me better, and I know how I'm going to be able to do this better. And that's, you just find your strengths through that way, and you find a little niche. You know what you're good at, and you know what things that you might not be as good at. So you just continue to press forward, and just the hands-on learning just gives you all those different key aspects that I really enjoy. But, um, man, I really enjoyed this podcast. I enjoy working with you, Anna, and... That was a great episode that we just had, and tune in next for episode three.